Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I am your host, Kevin Price. Love having you on the program, Jake Bogage. He's with the Walsh, I'm sorry, with the Washington Post. And, uh, you know, just to warn you, uh, Jacob, I, I just got back from vacation, and apparently my muddled brain is still somewhere on vacation. So uh, you're a lucky guy. <laughs> I'm limping along. Today is like Monday after a long weekend. So uh, glad to have you back, though, on the program. I love talking to Washington Post writers. They, that publication is one of the most thorough uh, both in terms of topics and genre of coverage, as well as depth of coverage of uh, any newspaper out there. I put it in the top three in terms of uh, type of content provided, uh, the so-called newspaper of record, those being the uh, New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post. I've loved this series. I've been doing it over a year. Jacob, before we get into our topic, real quickly, a little bit about what you do there in terms of uh, area and focus. Yeah, I, I play center field for the Post. So whatever the biggest story of the day is, that's what I'm on. Um, so we're, we're going to chat about uh, UPS and the Teamsters contract. But, you know, I've been on, on the show before. I was just looking back through uh, our emails about, you know, kind of what we've talked about before. When I've when I've been with you and, and it's been all over the place uh, from you know the we talked about the nurses on strike uh, in New York a while back we've talked about uh, uh, stuff with the, the U.S. Postal Service we've talked about um, uh, child labor I mean we've been all over the place so you know I, I that's what I love about my job whatever the biggest story is I get to come on and share it with you and your and your listeners. Yeah, and of course, if anyone, I'm, I'm a geek, and so I spend a lot of time looking at the posts, and not just at the stories, but the writers. I did this even before I started the series now uh, over a year ago, and uh, very few will they have an uh, overarching uh, title like business reporter, which is what they call you. Usually it's very, very specific. So that must be fun. If you're ADHD or ADD, you probably have a blast. <laughs> no two no two days are alike, uh, which is the, the greatest thing. Well, this story has dominated headlines. There's been a lot of uh, angst uh, from a business perspective, I think from the, somewhat from a consumer perspective, which has been uh, the, the UPS uh, contract and uh, what it means. Uh, talk a little bit about that and the role Teamsters have played in all this. Yeah, let's let's remember the Teamsters, which represent, 340,000 some uh, employees at UPS were on the verge of striking uh, late in, in July. It would have been actually as of August 1st had they not reached a deal. And that would have been catastrophic for the economy. We're talking about a company in UPS that moves between 6 and 8% of U.S. GDP annually. Uh, you know, they are the lifeblood of small businesses. There are millions of small businesses and mid-sized businesses in this country that are sandwiched by UPS because they are the they, they bring in product uh, from from vendors and they ship out product to consumers. Um, they have a big freight presence. Uh, without UPS, you know, we've been talking about are we going into a recession? Are we not going into a recession? If UPS had gone on um, an extended strike, there would be no question. We would have been headed toward a recession. Um, and then they struck a deal. Uh, late July, that gave massive wage increases to both UPS drivers and the iconic brown trucks in your communities to package sorters and part-timers who 
are the ones who make the operation go and get the trucks out onto the street. Um, and it came with some uh, workplace improvements as well. Uh, UPS has cut its revenue guidance because it is such a lucrative contract for workers, but it's still going to be a wildly profitable country, excuse me, company. And so as we look at the broader macro themes in our economy from this transition from goods production to services production, you know, here are workers in the services space uh, getting a big contract win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you know, the, the classic uh, free market argument is that, you know, the consumers are going to suffer. Uh, the consumers are going to have to pay higher prices. Uh, Amazon's going to be forced because, in this case, when I think of any delivery company, I think of Amazon. Uh, forget about the company. Uh, and the reality is, you know, that's classic free market. But the reality is, is that these companies are in competition with one another. They can't can't abuse the consumer uh, too much in this process because there's other companies that are that can be competitive as well, and there's so much fat when you look at it from an international perspective uh, with the in the in the C-suite. And I sound more and more like a proletarian, but uh, more <laughs> but there is so much fat in the C-suite. They can navigate this. Oh, they they absolutely can navigate this. I mean, this is a company who. I'm going to pull up, you know, this this line in my story here about what they reported in revenue in the last recent quarter, if I can find it. Um, you know, they reported a, a gargantuan amount, $1.6 billion in operating profits in the quarter ended July 31. I mean, this is a huge company. They make a ton of money. Uh, they, they have been a Wall Street uh, uh, bull for a long time. They've been a great investment. Um, and, and it's because, you know, they operate on, on good margins um, and their balance sheet's been healthy. Um, it, you know, you talked about competition. The competition for labor is real, too. Um, you know, w there are a ton of jobs out there in this country that will pay you 16 to $20 an hour. There's a ton of jobs. Um, they are in a competition for labor and, and to keep them. And, and in the logistics space, when you are competing with Amazon, when you are competing with FedEx, the U.S. Postal Service, which you and I have talked about before, um, you know, not to mention more regional shippers that we saw emerge in a big way during the pandemic, um, you know, and, and the unemployment rate is near historic lows right now, I think 3.2% and not budging. Um, you know, they've got to keep labor, uh, and, and especially if they want that business to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting about uh, the situation that uh, you're talking about, you know, the wage situation, for example, the minimum wage, I believe it's still $7.25 an hour on a federal level. Uh, on a federal level, yeah. Uh, teenagers are getting paid twice as much as that. <laughs> you know, we're talking part-time labor teens are getting $12, $13, $14 an hour, not because of the generosity of business, but because of the supply and demand. Yeah, you're, you're right on. Um, you know, and, and, and let's look at this contract in particular. The average UPS part-timer was making around $16 an hour, and they were getting a guaranteed three to four hours of work. By the end of this contract, that's going to be up to $21 an hour. Um, you know, there is a $7.50 increase hourly over five years for the lowest tier 
of UPS part-timers. Those are folks that don't have seniority or have been with the company really since the COVID pandemic started. That's a 55% wage increase. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and similar wage increases as well for drivers who are already paid really well. Wages and benefits combined, the average driver compensation for UPS was $145,000 today. In five years, it'll be $170,000, Kevin, I am in the wrong business. I am doing yeah, the wrong are. job. Is a UPS <laughs> driver, and God bless them. You know, they, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honest day's work, and I'm not going to tell anybody how much they should or shouldn't be making. But I am doing the wrong job if a UPS driver is making $170,000 in five years. Yeah, I bet some of them would trade some of that salary for an air conditioner, though. I am in awe of those guys driving around in 100 degree plus. I'm surprised that wasn't part of a contract. So in, in, in some ways it was. New trucks for UPS going on the street are going to get air conditioning. Older trucks, and they're not going to retire all these things at once, will not get air conditioning. I was talking with someone earlier today about this exact topic, and I think this is part of a movement across the logistics space um, in terms of safety and in terms of just technological advancement because these UPS trucks and, frankly, a lot of logistics big rigs are not exactly the safest vehicles on the road, um, and air conditioning plays a part in that, believe it or not. You know, the U.S. Postal Service is getting electric trucks that will have air conditioning. The current little, like, milk carton-looking trucks that your mailman drives around right now do not have it. The FedEx trucks don't have it. Uh, excuse me, the, the UPS trucks don't have it. FedEx has a growing partnership with Bright Drop, which is a subsidiary of GM. Those are newer, more fuel-efficient trucks. They do have air conditioning. You know, part of this is if you don't want labor strife, you know, keeping your employees just, a, like, a little bit cooler on the job is, you know, literally going to help cooler heads prevail. From 145 to 175,000, I believe is what you said. You're going to have airline pilots with regional airlines quitting and becoming UPS drivers. There have been <laughs> since this contract has 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 been uh, this deal was was reached in late July. There have been skyrocketing searches for UPS jobs. I mean, you know, I, I think the company, or, or I don't want to say the company, but I think there are there are folks. In the um, who are not as friendly to unionized labor, who have said UPS got taken to the woodshed here. Um, I, you don't hear that from the company because they wouldn't a they wouldn't have made a deal that wasn't that didn't maintain profits. That's just bad business, and you can say whatever you want about UPS, but you can't say they're bad business. Um, a and B, you know, you have legions of people saying I now want to work for UPS. Uh, you know yeah. they they are they are setting the industry standard for look we have good jobs um, yes. you know let's not forget what that spillover is going to mean to all of their competitors who are going to have to compete on wages who are going to have to compete on benefits it's going to drive their wages up as well yeah I guess it's an expensive labor package but a very profitable and affordable form of PR because the viral effect will be off the chart. Absolutely. And, and, you know, this is when I was talking with workers uh, as I was reporting the story, you know, I would say, you know, again, I'm not telling you as a worker what you should or shouldn't, shouldn't earn. You know, if, if somebody will pay you that money, then you've earned that money, right? But help me explain to folks at home who are going to read the story why a UPS driver deserves that 
level of, of, of salary. And they said, mm-hmm. this is not a job you can do your whole life. You, you know, your, your body will wear out. You know, you're, you, you, you can't work, you know, day after day after day hauling and loading, you know, heavy packages um, on, a, on a, basically a production line. You know, you can't be jumping in and out of the cab of a truck and hauling packages to a front door, you know, especially the non-air-conditioned vehicles in long hours on the road a ton. I mean, there are health consequences to this. You simply cannot do this job your entire career. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, that was one of the major points they made at the bargaining table was, you know, whatever you think we should or shouldn't make um, – our life cycle of earnings is different than someone like me sitting in an air conditioned office right now. Yes, absolutely. And being the UPS driver, shame on you. All right, Jacob. Oh, <laughs> Jacob Bogage, always love having you on. You're a lot of fun. I, I look forward to the next time we can get you back. Hey, thanks so much. It's always great to be on the show. Check out WashingtonPost.com. I do every single day. I love my subscription. Don't know where I'd be without it. One of my favorite publications to read. More for you after this.